0: If you dare. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
3: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks? Yep, it's that time of the week. College Football lines revealed here at the Sports Betting Network. Got a good one on tap today. Matt humans is going to join us in 15 minutes. Of course, one of the hosts that you hear on the College Football Betting Podcast channel. You can get this show on the channel, too. So check that out. Like, rate, review, and subscribe. And then our weekly spot with Matt Grill, trading manager over at DraftKings, as we're going to get his thoughts uh, from a market perspective and from an Osmaker's perspective and DraftKings perspective on what they look uh, at from a look-ahead line standpoint to where they have adjusted everything for this weekend. So... Let's dive right in. A fantastic slate of games coming up this week. Not as deep as last Saturday or just yesterday. Uh, That was freaking great. I don't know if the uh, college football season is going to surpass what happened yesterday. But we do get some good ones on the board. And I'm going to start in the Pac-12 if we could, guys. Because both of these teams are coming off of bye weeks. But this is a big game now in the Pac-12. Considering what we just watched yesterday between Utah and USC. I'm talking about number 11 UCLA on the road against number 12 Oregon. This is going to be great. Look-ahead line was Oregon as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. As I mentioned, both teams coming off of bye weeks. So what is going to transpire here is really something to watch because UCLA, from a power rating standpoint, I think we have seen quite a bit now, climb up the board and... We're talking about having a three-and-a-half point spread, catching three-and-a-half points in each of the last two games at home. That was you. That was uh, Utah, and that was Washington. Now, after a week off, you get to hit the road to take on Oregon. Oregon is a five-and-a-half point favorite. Things have gone much better for Oregon since that loss to Georgia, and they have been rolling through and looking better than ever at this point right now. And from a statistical standpoint, Oregon, some of their strengths, what we're going to look for here, offensively, the best rushing attack in the country by EPA standards, first right now, At least according to some spots. And then when you look at UCLA, their defense, the 22nd ranked rushing defense. So these are two strengths going head to head with one another. UCLA has had the benefit, each of the last two games that they have played, of playing host and playing upset in those spots. Now you get to hit the road. Oregon, of course, as we know, has operated at a really high level at home. We saw them, and this was against a beat up team, but we know how how tough these spots are. What about three weeks ago? BYU went in there after a big win against Baylor, got smacked around. This is an Oregon team that's playing a lot better against some like-rated opponents. We'll see if they can do it again against UCLA. So, let's get to some other games and react from the week prior. First of which, number 16, Mississippi State at number three, Alabama. A fantastic game played between Tennessee and Alabama. Crimson Tide, of course, though, as we know, fall in overtime to Tennessee. Now they get to to head back home to play host to Mississippi State, who lost yesterday by 10 to Willows and Kentucky. So the look ahead here, we had Alabama as a 17-point favorite. Reopen right now as these numbers are starting to pop, and it's not surprising, 21-point spread in favor of Alabama, total of 55-and-a-half. You got to say, uh, Bryce Young looked pretty damn good yesterday for Alabama. I didn't think that was really the problem. It was, again, a secondary, and this is, I think, the, the, the part of this matchup that I really want to watch. The secondary for Alabama in a lot of these big spots has shown some real weaknesses. Hedden and Hooker did a really great job against them. Those medium to long throws downfield, he absolutely decimated them. This is a Mississippi State team that operates pretty tightly within the line of scrimmage for a passing attack. So if you can take advantage of that, will be something to be seen here. And the other part is, if there is another weakness for this offense for Mississippi State, it's the fact that their offensive line, I think, does have some weaknesses along the edge, especially when it comes to tackle yeah, quick passing attack, you can overcome some of that. But Will Anderson and the Crimson Tide, of course, really strong along the edges, so the pass rush is going to be a very big thing to watch from a matchup standpoint. But again, this opens up Alabama as a 21-point favorite after the look-ahead just last week over at DraftKings, at least, was 17, and no move yet as of this point. These moves move quick, so we'll see what the market wants to do here. Let's go to the Big 12. Texas, I thought on the surface Texas had something going for it in that If they continued to kind of run the table, took care of business, you could make the case that your two losses, one to Alabama at home, the other in overtime to Texas Tech without Quinn Ewers, that that wasn't us. We are a team that rolled through the table when Quinn Ewers was fully healthy in the Big 12, and that maybe a two-loss Texas, if they got to a Big 12 championship game, was going to have, if everything fell right for them, a shot at potentially making a case for the college football playoff. But they struggled yesterday against Iowa State. Lucky to get out of there with a victory. Now Texas is going to hit the road to take on Oklahoma State, who blew that matchup with TCU. Look ahead here had Texas as a two-and-a-half road, two-and-a-half-point road favorite. This gets reopened today at circa 3.00. With a total of 68 and a half. And we'll ask Matt about this and a couple of other below the radar games. But Texas, much like UCLA, has been a team that has been climbing a lot of folks' power ratings. Actually, we talked about it right, Elliot, on Live Bet Saturday yesterday. Uh, Adam Burke had Texas pretty far up of his power ratings after the results of the week before. Uh, Number 7th, right? Yeah, the 7th best team uh, in the country by Adam Burke's power rating standpoint. Now we'll see if maybe there's an adjustment after scuffling. But here's the thing, and it should be noted, Iowa State is a tremendous defensive team. Uh, I think they've lost all four of their conference games by single scores. Uh, It has been a really tough road to hope for their offense, but defensively, I don't think there's really any shame in getting held down by the Cyclones. So now you hit the road to take on Oklahoma State. Really big matchup here in a Big 12 that seems to be kind of cannibalizing itself because there's a lot of teams that are power-rated very similarly to one another. Let's stay in the Big 12. This is a huge one. Adrian Martinez and Kansas State get to take on uh, TCU. TCU continues to roll, takes, uh, again, was mentioned, uh, takes care of their own business and comes back against Oklahoma State. Look ahead here. TCU a six-point favorite over at DraftKings. We see the opener now, five, with a total of 59.5. Kind of a dead number, so we'll see if that actually moves. I would assume maybe the move here is potentially over the total. TCU defensively has some issues. Uh, They are not very good on the defensive end. But on the flip side, that offensive line looks really strong. That running attack is very solid. Multiple runs of 10 yards or more against Oklahoma State just this last weekend. Duggan is a solid quarterback. I would argue Heisman contender, although Danny Danny does not, Danny Burke does not agree with me, my uh, co-host on Saturdays. We'll see where this goes, but I would assume that 59 and a half, a big big 12 game with a total under 60 seems a little odd. Uh, We'll see if this actually comes and climbs, but, I wouldn't be surprised to see the market additionally move toward the over here as TCU opens up against five-point favorite with a total of 59.5. All right, let's leave the Big 12. Let's go to the ACC. So I mentioned that this week there might be a couple of spots for some NFC East teams that are going to come crashing back down to earth. So far, it's not happening for the Giants. We'll see if it happens for the Cowboys. One could make the case in college football that a team that might be headed toward earth, especially because of the opponent, Clemson. Yep, that's Syracuse on the road against Clemson. Look ahead line here was 16 and a half. Here's the interesting part. The open right now, 13, with a total of 49 and a half. So the look ahead over at DraftKings, three and a half points higher than what we're seeing in the open at Circa right now. We'll see what happens with this. But remember, this, this last Saturday, a relatively comfortable win, but it was just like, like kind of eh, farting around with Florida State and ultimately maybe letting them back in to the back door, but they hold them off. But Clemson, it was weird. The market opened up three and a half, kind of sat there all week, eventually closed four and a half against Florida State. They win and cover with, we'll call it relative comfort. But still, the power rating seems to be down here on Clemson. It trails back to that game against Wake Forest. Since then, this Clemson team's been operating pretty solidly. And DJ Uyangole has performed very, very well. And while Syracuse, I mean, if you look at some of the numbers for Syracuse, metrically, uh, across the board, they have been really good, especially on offense. Top 30 team overall in EPA per play on offense. 37th again with their rushing attack. 31st with their passing attack. Here's something to watch, though. Their defense, against a schedule, by the way, that has not really been that great, 110th in the country For Syracuse, EPA per game, 72nd in the country. So we talk about like these moments where some of these teams might be taking advantage of a relatively soft schedule. You know, I took my shot with Michigan on Saturday, thinking that was going to be the case because their schedule has been nothing and Penn State, a like-rated opponent, might be able to stay within seven. That was not the case, and uh, Penn State got whooped. But I think you can really make the case here For Syracuse, yes, you get to beat up on NC State. NC State, though, of course, Devin Leary out for the season. Looks like a pretty bad club. I am really interested to see what the market does with this number because it's just under that key number of 14, and we'll see if the market reacts there. There is a 14 out there, but where we get to with this number is going to be pretty fascinating. Total 51 and a half there. Let's move on. Next up on the board, there's a lot of, like I said, it's not a deep slate, but there's some interesting games outside of the top ones that we have mentioned. Let's go back to the Big 12, Kansas Taking on Baylor, Kansas still looks like a really skilled offensive team. Uh, Jason Bean, not the guy like as good, at least, as Jalen Daniels. We'll see what's going to happen, by the way, with Jalen Daniels. Uh, there was a report out of Kansas, I don't know if anybody saw this, about like a week ago, right after, that said that Daniels was done for the season. Lance Leopold then goes on Twitter and posts a picture of Jalen Daniels. So it's allegedly a shoulder injury. With both of his hands in the air, like the shoulder is fine. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Um, they're playing some games here. But this is going to be pretty fascinating. The look ahead, Baylor minus five and a half. This is now nine at the open, actually open 10, with a total of 60 and a half. Total's already been bet up to 63 and a half. So that's one of the early moves that we're seeing on the board here. But Baylor, well, this is going to be pretty interesting because Kansas, one of the consistent things with Kansas, while their offense has been great, and I think we saw Oklahoma's defense still has a lot of issues, their defense has a lot of issues. Kansas does and well, maybe Baylor, a team that has been okay on offense, and they've been a little up and down, but just lost that game to uh, West Virginia over the weekend, or I guess that was Friday night. We'll see if they can maybe find some success. You would think that is the case. But again, speaking to that overall theme that we had early, like Big 12 games, these totals get relatively high, and we'll see if maybe these others start to get bet up a little bit here. But that's going to be pretty interesting to see what Kansas brings to the table against Baylor, and a very, very big difference from what we saw on the look-ahead line here. Last one before we get out of here to set the table and get to Matt Humans. Ole Miss taking on LSU. So we saw Ole Miss, and look-ahead was two, uh, on the road against LSU. Ole Miss almost blew it against Auburn, had a very big lead, let the Tigers get right back into that thing, ultimately take care of business there. But two-point spread at the open, and this is, this is uh, I think, on my screen. You guys are showing two. I've got pick. So I think it just moved off of that two down to pick. So I think LSU is getting some support here. Uh, as we know, too, LSU just took on Florida, and uh, LSU looked pretty good offensively against a Florida team that has had some issues ever since that opening game against Utah, 45-35. But I think you're worried a little bit about Ole Miss because that is not really a great Auburn team that every single week there's more rumors about Brian Harson getting fired, and yet you almost let him back into that game. I would assume that an LSU team that – from a market standpoint, seems to get support regularly, might go off as the uh, the favorite here in this spot. Don't take my word for it, though. Let's talk to Matt Humans about this game and a lot more, including uh, there's some dark horse-like Mountain West contest to get to, a big one in the grand scheme of the conference, as Air Force is going to take on Boise State and much more. It's College Football Lines revealed here on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is College Lines Revealed
1: on VEASAN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? Got to remind you basketball season's here that's right the nba is upon us it starts on tuesday get your prep on check out our season prep guide for all 30 teams win total recommendations for all 30 every single one of my preseason best bets playoff title predictions from our experts including matt humans is going to be with us momentarily best bets for mvp and more check it out decent pro subscribers only so get part of the club man vsin.com slash subscribe all right let's welcome in matt humans one of our hosts here on the network, host of the College Football Betting Podcast, and on Fridays and Saturdays too. Matt, I will say this because I know you love looking ahead. Uh, I started reading my uh, my Blue Ribbon book about two or three days ago. How about that?
4: Uh, by the way, where'd you get that? Is that at the the Gamblers Bookstore?
1: Uh, you know, I'm a millennial, Matt. I have a digital version that I downloaded. It's a PDF.
4: Oh man, that's see, that's way too many pages for me to read digital. I have to have the uh, I have to have the book in my hand.
1: Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, the Blue Ribbon book is, uh, I would say, the premier college basketball primer for ya. you. You want to get out there. Outside of the oh, v no. College Basketball Betting Guide, which I'm sure will be coming out.
4: No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to do that. That's, that's, that's a shameless prom- promotion. You can't do that. Uh, the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Guide is the Bible of uh, yeah. college yeah. basketball preseason guides. It is. I mean, we, what we do at v is great, but nothing compares to the Blue Ribbon. You absolutely have to have it. Uh, I,
1: would, I would agree, but we're a month away, so we'll yeah. talk about college hoops a little bit down the road. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about some college football. First off, uh, some big games on the board, and I know you're focusing on a few, but I want to get your thoughts on a Big Ten matchup, and I know it's uh, in your wheelhouse here. Ohio State and Iowa. I know this is on your radar. Uh, what are we looking at with this, um, this Iowa-led team? Where now in press conferences, Matt. Uh, Kirk Ferentz's son is being openly asked if he'll just flat-out quit because he's so bad. <laughs>
4: Kirk uh, Ferentz is the longest tenured FBS head coach, I think 23 years. And this is probably the worst offense he's had in his uh, entire state, Iowa city. So what I like to do, JVT is make my own numbers before circa opens. It's and that, that way I can kind of see what I did wrong. I don't just assume the odds makers wrong because these guys are sharp. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes they're wrong, but it's comparison in this game. I opened, uh, or I made, excuse me, I made Ohio State 31. I say, why even mess around? Who the hell wants to bet on the Hawkeyes in this game? How many points are they going to score? Can they get to 10 points? I I would guess probably not. So uh, I opened this a little, uh, I made this a little high at 31, a little bit higher than the circuit opened the number.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they might they might get to 21, but then Ohio State would probably drop 77 on them like they did with Toledo. So uh, that might be the case for Ohio State in this matchup. Uh, let's go to the SEC because we were just talking about this game. You were high on Ole Miss coming into the year. Uh, are you worried about what happened yesterday? They win, but they had a big lead. They let Auburn get back into it, and now they get to take on LSU. We saw this open up, Matt. Ole Miss, too, and then we immediately to pick.
4: Yeah, that's a good question because what happened yesterday I think does – Influence this number a little bit. The uh, the Tigers going to road. Who was that quarterback dressed up in uh, the LSU uniform yesterday? <laughs> uh, I, can't, I still can't figure that out. Ole Miss. How about that performance by uh, LSU in the swamp? And yeah. then Ole Miss struggles. Uh, the defense didn't look very good against uh, Auburn. I think before yesterday, this number might have been Ole Miss three, and uh, right now I make Ole Miss one. And uh, you know that's essentially a pick'em game at this point. Yeah.
1: All right, let's go to our neck of the woods. I was uh, there last night. Uh, UNLV is falling apart from an injury standpoint. Air Force beat wow. the crap out of yeah. them. Uh, really bad performances. Back-to-back games where you give up over 40 and score only seven. Now they hit the road to hit up South Bend. 24 the opener with a total of 47 and a half.
4: I mean, we thought a couple weeks ago maybe UNLV could be competitive in this game yep. before the quarterback goes down. Brumfield's out, the wheels fall off, and all of a sudden uh, I, make you, I make Notre Dame a 25-point favorite in this game. How about you? Uh,
1: I See, here's the thing. So we were talking – I mentioned this. If I remember correctly, Chris Andrews off uh, the game of the year number, he put up 31, if I remember correctly. So we're right. off of that. My worry here is – Notre Dame did just lose to Stanford, Matt, and Stanford's not very good. And we have seen Notre Dame fail consistently. I think Tim Murray's – he's pointed this out a couple of times, I think, on Twitter, uh, that as 16-point favorites (laughs) or more, uh, that they have failed miserably in a lot of these spots. And I think just the backing of Notre Dame would worry me. But I do think that if Brumfield is not going to play, which, by the way, he is their quarterback for UNLV, and he was still wearing those concussion uh, sunglasses on the sideline of yesterday's game, so I don't think he's near clearing concussion protocol – I would say that this is closer to the offseason number of, like, 31. I, I thought 28 was going to be the number today, to be honest with you.
4: I mean, look at the two teams that uh, just blew out UNLV. Yep. Uh, how do you not make Notre Dame at least a 24-point favorite? Uh, yeah. I,
1: no, I agree. I, I agree. When you're looking at Air Force, who lost to Wyoming, and San Jose State, who uh, actually just went out there to Fresno State and laid an egg, too. Uh, By the way, great report. I don't know if you saw this from that San Jose State-Fresno State game yesterday. Apparently after a Fresno State touchdown, one of the coaches for San Jose State broke a window in the coaching booth, just totally put his fist through it. So uh, things are going well for San Jose State. All right, let's go to a big Pac-12 matchup, UCLA and Oregon. So I've made the case, and I think it's pretty clear, right, Matt, the power rating on UCLA continues to climb after big consecutive big wins. Take care of uh, Washington, take care of Utah. Now after a bye week, you got to hit the road to take on Oregon. Line has moved. This opened, it was a dead number five. We're up to six with a total of 70 and a half.
4: I'm a little bit surprised the number got that up. Uh, the Bruins are off a of bye week. It could be a different story here when they go on the road after those two big home wins over uh, Washington and then uh, Utah. But I love the way this uh, – Bruins offense playing this is the best offense. Chip Kelly's had uh, since he's been at UCLA. And uh, if you watch this game last year, these two teams went toe to toe right down to the wire. I made Oregon a four point favorite here. Uh, I thought maybe I'm a, a tick high on this number, but uh, like you said, it opened five and went to six. So I actually think my number of uh, four is a, a better number on this game. Did you,
1: it's like situationally coming off of a buy kind of helps, right? Cause I made, when we were, when we opened up the show, I uh, I hearkened back to the BYU game. Like, BYU gets that big game at home against Baylor, right? They're the top two receivers out. They win that, and I think it was double overtime. But then the next week, Matt, they hit the road, and they just get decimated by Oregon. Is that a similar situation maybe, right, where the market's just saying, hey, Oregon's been a pretty good home team. UCLA's playing consecutive games at home, big wins. Now, even if you're off a week, you got to hit the road to go to Oregon.
4: Yeah, that's true, but let's be realistic. The two teams that uh, the Ducks blew out, BYU and Arizona, yep. we, we can now say that those teams suck, okay, yeah. because Arizona has no defense, BYU has no defense, and that's been proven here in the past couple weeks. And UCLA doesn't have a great defense, but UCLA's got a quarterback in DTR, JBT, who mm-hmm. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I think, has started 41 of the 49 games Chip Kelly has coached the UCLA. How often do you see a college quarterback who has 40-plus starts? It's very rare, and he's not making the turnovers he made early in his career. I, I kind of like uh, the way this matchup sets up for uh, UCLA. All right,
1: let's go back to the Big 10 Your You're Boilermakers, uh-huh. Matt. Uh, I think was it four straight wins now since the loss to Syracuse. Uh, Wisconsin opens up a two-point favor with a total of 49.5. We haven't moved. The total is up to 51. Can they pull it off again here?
4: Well, I don't think Purdue's beaten Wisconsin since around 2006. Mm. It's uh, it's like a 15-game losing streak, something like that. And a couple of the recent games have been really close. But the Badgers are a different team with Jim Leonard as the coach. I know they lost to Michigan State yesterday, but I make Wisconsin a three and a half point favorite here. I saw two on the circa opener. Is it was that the opener JVT? Because yeah. by the time I get down there, I didn't know if it moved.
1: Yeah, it's two, and it's. I'm looking at the screen right now. It's still two right now that I'm looking at.
4: Yeah, I think two's cheap here, man. For a a team that's got essentially a 15-game winning streak in this series and as a home in Madison, if you've been watching the Big Ten West, all of these teams stink. They all stink. I know Purdue's on a four-game win streak, but Purdue's got a bad defense. It got lit up yesterday. I still make Wisconsin at least a field goal favorite. Like I said, uh, I made it three and a half.
1: Elliot uh, Elliot uh, tells me, our producer, 2003 was the last time that Purdue beat Wisconsin. So, it's okay. A correction. It's been a long time. Uh, I was 12. <laughs> I'm 31. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to a couple of others. Uh, what is the letdown like for Stanford after that big win over Notre Dame? Because they're a three-point favorite at home against Arizona State.
4: Dude, that's insane that Stanford won that game yes. at Notre Dame yesterday. If you, if you think about that Stanford losing streak, the way the Cardinal lost the previous week to Oregon State, I can't believe they got up off the mat, went to Notre Dame, and won as essentially a 17-point dog. This Arizona State team has showed some life since uh, Herm Edwards got fired. I think this is a pretty intriguing matchup. I made Stanford a two-and-a-half-point favorite. What is, that's one number I did not see. What is
1: that? Uh, it's a three right now with a total of 54.
4: Okay. Yeah, that's about right.
1: All right, let's go back to the Mount West. This is one game that I'm interested in. I mentioned the Fresno, the, of that Fresno State team. They're hitting the road to take on New Mexico, Matt, and I think New Mexico is backable in spots with the way they play. We got just under 60 seconds. This opened 13 with a total of 43 and a half. Talk me out of the Lobos.
4: Uh, I don't think Fresno State should be a road favorite over you, me, and nine bartenders from Circus. <laughs> right. I, I just—it's—it's it's hard to make this number 13. That number tells me that Jake Hayner is coming back. Is yep. that going to be the case? It, it yeah.
1: seems like it might be the case because I—I'm with you. If it's not Hayner, there's no way you're laying near two touchdowns with the squad.
4: Okay, without – I made a number with and without Jake Hayner. And without uh, Hayner, I made the number uh, Fresno minus one. Oh, boy. What do you make it? Uh, I think without, Hainer.
1: W- without yeah. Hainer, uh I was I was expecting actually New Mexico to be favored like one and a half. Okay,
4: there you go. <laughs> yep.
1: All right, Matt. <laughs> See, you. talk to you later, man. Thanks. Okay, you bet. All right, Matt Humans again, uh, host on this college football betting podcast that of course uh, gets you ready on Fridays and Saturdays for the weekend that will be in football. We'll come back. We'll give you updates on all the biggest moves so far of the week that will be in college football here on College Football Lines Review.
0: Is College Lines Revealed on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network?
1: Welcome back, College Football Lines Revealed here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Let's do what we always do at this time: a lot of games that get posted today, a lot of moves that happen within the first thirty minutes of the program. So, let us discuss. First up, we go with the lines, the sides. Eastern Michigan and Ball State is where we will begin. This one opened up at pick. Eastern Michigan currently catching three. So Ball State getting a little support here in the market. Uh, total, 57 right now. We move on from there. Let's take a look at what's going to happen with Charlotte and Florida International. Charlotte opened up 17, total of 55.5. 14.5, the side there for Charlotte now. So that one getting bet down. Big 12 matchup, Texas on the road against Oklahoma State. This is pretty interesting. So Texas opens up minus one, now three and a half. It does speak to what we brought we brought up when it came to the rise and the fall of some of these power ratings and what you're looking at. Texas, from a power rating standpoint, does seem to have the market's respect. Got bet up against Iowa State and getting bet up against Oklahoma State here again this week. So we'll see if that holds. But Texas up to a three and a half point favorite. Rutgers, let's go to, is it Piscataway? Uh, opens up. Uh, I think two, right? Yeah, it opened up uh, Rutgers minus 2. This is now sitting at pick. So a little bit of support there uh, for Indiana here. Indiana's had a lot of health issues throughout this entire year specifically in their wide receiver core. We'll see if that shores up a little bit as they head on to take Rutgers. Ohio in this matchup taking on Northern Illinois or excuse me, yes, uh, yes, Northern Illinois. This opened up Northern Illinois too. We are now down to pick between those two fran- uh, I was going to say franchises, clubs. Uh, programs. There you go. San Jose State taking on New Mexico State. This one's pretty fascinating because uh, for a second consecutive game now, market supporting San Jose State. They got bet up against that game yesterday against Fresno. Now here opening up as a 20 point favorite now 22 against New Mexico State. Move on from there. Pitt and Louisville. Opened up pit minus one. We have had a flip of favorites. How about that? Louisville now a one-point favorite at home. Total, 56.5. Not a really big swing when you're going from one to one. So, eh, nothing really noteworthy, but it is, I guess, worth pointing out that they have become a home favorite as opposed to a home underdog. Next up, Wake Forest at home here in this spot. Uh, We're looking at 21 at the open. Now, or excuse me, uh, 19, I think, at the Open. Yeah, sorry, my screen's off, so I'll just look at your guys'. Uh, 19 at the Open, and now we're up to 21. What about Western Michigan? Taking on Miami, Ohio. Western Michigan opens up as a four-point underdog. Uh, that side gets bet the favorite does, up to six. Let's go on to the totals here. These are where you see the real movement. How about that, huh? UTSA in this matchup, we look at the movement here. Opened up 59 and a half. We are now up to 70 in this game. The other ones, 57 and a half to 66.5 for this matchup with East Carolina and UCF. Wake Forest and Boston College mentioned that one. That total's been bet down 67.5, down to 61.5. So again, we're talking about big moves here, double-digit moves in terms of these totals. I also think it's fascinating, and Mitch brought this up, we talked about it briefly, that these numbers still, from a totals perspective, aren't that tight, that they're moving this much. So let's move on. Northern Illinois, Ohio, 57.5 bet up to 63.5. Duke and Miami, 56.5 at the open, about a six-point move there up to 62, or 62 from 56 and a half. BYU taking on Liberty, 62 and a half at the open, getting bet down to 57. Again, going through some of the bigger line moves, now we're on totals. 67 and a half, the opening total for Ole Miss and LSU, that gets bet down to 62 and a half. Mississippi State and Alabama, 55 and a half at the open, up to 60 and a half right now. 55 and a half between Rice and Louisiana Tech, this is getting bet up to 60 and a half. And then, of course, uh, I think that's the last page, so let's move on. Pro tips. Look at early line moves on opening sides and totals for the indication how sharps rate teams. So what I mean by this, I mentioned uh, each of the last two weeks, for example, Texas has been bet up. From the opener, the line has moved uh, in favor of Texas each of the last two games. It gives you an idea that sharp bettors who are moving these lines believe that odds makers are a little bit lower on Texas than they should be. So Texas gets bet up. There are times... Where you'll see teams or get teams get bet to set up positions, and then you'll come in on the other side. For the most part, though, I think these early line moves. So you always take it with a grain of salt. But I think for the most part, you'll see that these early line moves are indications of how these sharp bettors view these teams. Especially when we're moving around some numbers that don't really matter a whole bunch, right? You know, I was talking about talking about this with a buddy yesterday. So for example, last weekend, UNLV and Air Force uh, that opened up twelve, and it got bet down immediately to ten. And we were having this conversation like, well, I think that the betters were trying to set themselves up. But you're moving two points. Like, there's not really a big difference. So, like, move that down to like 10 or 10 and a half. You're going to like 10. You're not getting below 10. You just moved it to 10. I think there was more of either one, the market not really understanding how beat up UNLV was, or that Air Force was undervalued. But I think with moves like Texas that have been bet on consecutive weeks, San Jose State that has been bet on consecutive weeks, those kind of moves where they're consistent toward one side, it does give you an idea as a better of what the sharp bettors view as maybe an undervalued team. And Texas maybe is one of them because for consecutive weeks now, they have been getting some support. So with that, let's go around the board and let's go through some of the other big moves that we have seen that maybe didn't make our list here uh, because the eye catches to one total in particular over in the Big 12 387-388, 387-388, West Virginia on the road, taking on Texas Tech. West Virginia gets a big win against Baylor on, uh, was it Thursday or Friday night? Um, yeah, it was Thursday night. Texas Tech opens up a four-point favorite over at Circa, uh, where I'm sitting right now. No real move on the side, but the total, a uh, bet down from 75 and a half to 72. Now that, by the way, that's a big 12 total, right? That's a pretty solid total for these two. West Virginia defensively has had its issues. But looks uh, semi-competent, especially against the Texas Tech team that's had his own issues defensively. So it's somewhat surprising to see a 75-and-a-half get bet down to 72, but still a relatively high total getting that move there. So let's start at the top of the board because that was one that caught the eye. And we'll talk about some of these other moves and some of the, like, the smaller ones that are worth noting. gives you an idea where the market is at. For example, we're going to get a Wednesday matchup between Georgia State and Appalachian State. Uh, that one opened up 10 with a total of 59-and-a-half. We're talking about 61 now. So we get moved up a point-and-a-half there. Um, in favor of the over. The 10 has still sat there since the open. Virginia taking on Georgia Tech. This is interesting because the Yellow Jackets, I think, are a squad that ever since the firing has gotten a little bit better. And from a power rating standpoint, have been getting some support. This opens up three. We're now up to four and a half in favor of the Yellow Jackets here at this spot against Virginia. Uh, the total, a move, not at all. 46 and a half at the open. 46 and a half is where it currently is. Troy and South Alabama, we have seen this total drop a point, 49.5 to 48.5. Nothing on the side of South Alabama holding strong as a three-point favorite. Tulsa and Temple, a total worth discussing because we've seen this drop by a field goal. Tulsa on the road here the spot is a 13-point favorite. No move on the open, but total down from 55.5 to 52.5. Move on from there, because again, you can skip around. There's, There's not a lot, and I have noticed this. Because I've been waiting, like, I talk about, like, the tightness of some of these numbers, right? And for the totals, I guess it's not surprising that they're not insanely tight. What you mean by tight is, like, the numbers aren't really moving off of the open. When a market is tight, you know that, hey, you know what? Like, in the NFL you're not really seeing a lot of numbers right because there's a lot of money in the market there's a lot of knowledge out there a lot of people followed it more closely the information is much more accessible you know injuries in college football are pain in the ass to deal with because there's so many different sources we have to get them from and teams are super closed off with what they want to do informationally and they don't have injury reports that they are necessarily beholden to so these numbers aren't as tight they're a little bit more fluid Same thing with the totals. I mean, I would expect that we're not getting like 10-point moves in some of these totals, but that's not been the case up to this point. So some of these do seem to be a little bit tighter, though, from shop to shop. And what I mean by that is today it doesn't seem that there is the variance that we're usually seeing, right? Sometimes, we've talked about this before, where some of these shops will open up on one side, they'll take their position, you get like two or three points of difference between either a side or a total. Observationally, that is not the case as we have seen so far, at least when we're going through the early portions of these numbers. All right, a couple more line moves to discuss. Total moves, too. Uh, UL Monroe on the road against Army. This thing opened up 57. We're sitting at 55, so two points down from the opening total. Slight bump in favor of Army from eight to eight and a half. Uh, move on from there. Houston and Navy, 57 and a half the open, uh, now down to 54 in terms of that total. Also, better's taking the three, the full three with the midshipman, because that opened up three. Now we're sitting at two and a half. So grabbing a key number there, but no real move to speak of in that regard. From there, we go on uh, Kansas and Baylor. I think we discussed this one worth reiterating. 60 and a half at the open, up to 63 and a half between these two. And this is one that we discussed right at the beginning of the show that we thought, hey, you know what? Seems somewhat low for these two, just given what we know about Kansas. And Baylor does have the ability to score, as we saw uh, just this last week. Would think that maybe against a lesser defense, this thing starts to move up a little bit. Sure enough, that is the case. Open to 60 and a half. Now we're at 63 and a half between these two. Cincinnati, SMU. Cincinnati's kind of an interesting squad because they think – they have not really been as dominant as a lot of people expected, and how they were rated coming into the year. But still in position to have success in this conference on the road. They are a four-point favorite at the open with a total of 58 and a half. We have moved here both side and total. This one's down from four to three, so the Bearcats still favored on the road, but laying a field goal and the total up from 58 and a half to 61. So there, uh, that is a, a relatively solid move there, especially because it does look like Cincinnati, again, talking about maybe being a little overvalued. And by the way, going back to our pro tip, uh, you can do that again with the opposite side, right? You can tell a team that bettors are, and sharp bettors are relatively high on that the market might be too low on the other side. If a number is consistently moving against a team, you can get an idea of that maybe some of these sharp guys that are moving some of these numbers uh, think that the market might be a little too high on a couple of those squads. All right, from there, one more total to note, and it's not a big move, but still a move, we should talk about 48.5, the open between Bowling Green and Central Michigan. We are now up to 50. That side remains the same, eight there. All right, when we come back, talk to Matt Grill, trading manager over at DraftKings, get his thoughts on where DraftKings was with some of these openers or look-aheads to where they're at now and what we could expect from a betting standpoint where some of these numbers might move. It is Township Ball Lines Revealed here on v Esports sports Betting Network. Welcome back. A reminder for all of you, Vison Pro subscriber benefits are out there. Just 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. visoncom slash subscribe to get in. You get pro tools, our picks at a glance. It also includes everything we do through the Super Bowl. So we're talking about our betting guides, NBA guide is of course out. Season starts on Tuesday. NHL guide still worth it because the season just began, and the impending college basketball guide because basketball season in college hoops is just a little less than a month away. Man, uh, this is the best time of year, and it's the best time to be a Vsin Pro subscriber. Ninety-nine bucks gets you a subscription to the Super Bowl. I recommend uh, you do the math. A pretty good deal if you do it for a year. So check that all out. Everything we have to offer, VSEN.com/slash/subscribe. All right. Let's head out. Welcome in Matt Groves. Nice enough to give us some time as he always does at this time on Sundays. We go over everything from DraftKings' perspective, from the look to where we are at now. Good to talk to you, Bud. Uh, let's start first off with this Alabama matchup because I think I noticed that was the one of the bigger differences from the look ahead um, to where we are at as of now. So where was DraftKings in the look ahead market, and what do you think constituted the adjustment we have seen from what you guys hung in the look ahead last week to where we're at right now?
5: Yeah, thanks for having me on again, JVT. So we opened up 17 on Wednesday, and Mississippi State just went out to Kentucky, just had a total dud of a game, got out game by 2-1 to one that game, just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Uh, really just kind of fell, you know, Fell flat with a good opportunity going to the Alabama game. Alabama game against Tennessee was a close game. Mm-hmm. Obviously didn't quite work out for them there in the end. So I think uh, Nick Saban spots after they lose a the game comes back with a vengeance. So this could be part of what's built into this line. The public knows this. They usually to come out and just – really take care of the next team they play so this line had been over 21 after all these fa- things are factored in
1: yeah some spots now like where I'm sitting at circa 22 and a half uh, so that's the move from the open at least of today uh, and the total bet up from 55 and a half to 16 and a half where it's at right now I would assume too Matt that like seeing Bryce Young look pretty healthy probably helps with the power rating for Alabama right because there was some question about a shoulder injury how healthy is this kid gonna look he looked fine
5: yeah, he really did. I mean, this this is you know when he's healthy, probably the best player in college football. And you know he just the way he's able to make plays, scramble around the pocket, is truly something else. And he kept them in the game.
1: All right, let's go to another uh, SEC matchup. Very interested to see what's going to happen with LSU and Ole Miss. Uh, we talked about this with Matt Humans. Ole Miss, of course, uh, kind of playing around with Auburn over the weekend. They do take care of it. Uh, then LSU rolls into rolls into Gainesville, wins against Florida. What do you think is going to happen here? And remind me of your opening number two, because I think you guys are two and a half, if I remember correctly. And the number right now is floating around one.
5: We opened up one on Wednesday. Too. Okay. It was all Ole Miss money. We went to two. Yeah, uh, you know LSU with their most impressive showing of the year so far against Florida, pretty easy victory. Aside from the, a little bit of a Florida comeback in the fourth quarter, but they end up did, did end up taking care of business. Uh, Ole Miss, yeah, again, you know they are putting up offense, but you know to give up 450 500 yards to Auburn, really not the best look. So we end up with uh, Ole Miss at, at minus one today after all those things factored
1: in. I've, I think LSU seemingly has been one of those teams that when you look on a week to week basis. They're constant, there's some consistent support for the Tigers, it seems, weekly. Do you kind of get that same observation? Because it seems like the market really does like what LSU brings to the table.
5: Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit surprised at that number against Florida and the money came in in LSU. I, I, I don't really think there was anything to like about this team leading up to that point, but they end up taking care of business, and most people with, with that money uh, driving that line down were correct.
1: All right, let's go to the Big 12, Texas-Oklahoma State, one of the bigger games uh, on the board here. And this is Texas is also one of those teams that the market has been consistently supporting. Market moved with them against Iowa State. Uh, we saw that against Oklahoma, and now we're seeing it again here uh, against Oklahoma State. And we know the Cowboys just blew that game against TCU. What was the look ahead, and where are you guys at now?
5: Yep, we were one and a half, up to two and a half, and a look at a couple days ago. Texas has been one of these bet-on teams Super sleepy spot against Iowa State. We we're able just to pull that game out. Probably should have lost. Oak State, they've been kind of losing the box for the last couple of weeks. Got the lead there against T.C. who was hanging out for dear life, did not end up working out for them. So, tough game now in uh, Stillwater, you know, with Texas coming into town here with laying three, three and a half.
1: Well, already have Texas in the grand scheme of things now that Ewers is back because the market really does seem to think this team is better than originally thought.
5: Yeah, it's definitely been an upgrade from the start of the year. Just kind of had to see how yours would fit in, and after him coming back from injury, they've looked good. Like I mentioned last week, not didn't look so great, but that was kind of a tough flat spot for them versus Iowa State. Now an important game again on the road
1: at Oklahoma State for the Big 12 race. And bigger one of the Big 12, TCU, who just continues to roll, now at home against Kansas State. Uh, what was You guys had a look ahead here, so what was your look ahead, and uh, where has the market gone since?
5: Yeah, we were five and a half a couple days ago. That's where it sits now. So TCU obviously was able to come back and take care of business against Oklahoma State. Kansas State coming off a buy here, so they've been a popular underdog going back here for probably five, ten years for the public. So you know, it's kind of a tough spot here for TCU. I think after this comeback against Oklahoma State, TCU kind of coming in here off this buy, it could be a dangerous spot for TCU here.
1: What do you make of uh, like when you're when I was looking at this uh, for the for TCU? And um, Oklahoma, or, yeah, for TCU and Kansas State, when we're talking about a five-point spread, what is generally the action like? It's kind of a dead number, like you're not taking a number of any value, you're not laying a dangerous number either. When you're, seeing, when you're sitting on five with a matchup like this, do you tend to see one side or the other get supported, or is it just 50-50 action? And even on a game like this, that doesn't seem to get a lot of support because it's a Big 12 matchup between TCU and Kansas State, just going to sit there.
5: Yeah, pretty good support on both sides here. They've been two pretty popular teams to bet on. So with five and a half being that dead number, we'll kind of see where the money comes in for the mayor of the week and end up making adjust, adjustments based on where we, we see this support coming in.
1: Okay. Now, one team that I think is due for a market upgrade, but I am wrong in that at least. Your look ahead for Clemson and Syracuse was what and where were we at now? Because it does seem, again, like it was kind of a weird number, right? I like laid three and a half with Clemson yesterday. Uh, they the they get it done against Florida State, and now they're here against the Syracuse team. I think you could very much make the argument might be overvalued because of their schedule. Where was DraftKings at last week and where you're at now?
5: We opened up 16.5 on yeah. Wednesday, now down to about 14. We're still kind of favoring the Clemson side a little bit here. Some other numbers on the market I saw were about 13, 13.5. So Syracuse, you know, yeah, they looked pretty good against NC State. A depleted team uh, there without Devin Leary the rest of the year so. Really didn't have up be that much of a game, unfortunately. Would have normally been a, a good matchup there last week. But, yeah, now we're going into Clemson, and Clemson has been turning around the last couple of weeks. Got a big against Florida State. Just kind of had to hold on there. So we kind of like a little bit on the higher side here with Clemson.
1: With that adjustment, so you said 16.5 to look ahead, now down to 14. Is that adjustment on your guys' end looking at the market and seeing where it's at? Or is that you believe that Syracuse to believe deserves to be upgraded a bit, so we're going to adjust this and kind of brace for maybe some Syracuse action?
5: Yeah, those are definitely both factors. So, as I mentioned, uh, you know we're still kind of favoring Clemson here. Yeah. You have to always take the market into consideration. So, end up at 14, which is where we're at now.
1: All right. Go from there because there's a lot going on in the uh, in the grand scheme of things. I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple more before we get you out of here. UCLA and Oregon, the big one. Uh, your look-ahead line was what and where do you expect this? Because Matt Eumanns and I were talking about it. I kind of expect UCLA, given what we saw on those two Friday contests before the bye week, they might get support, but that has not been the case.
5: Yeah, this game hasn't moved either. We're kind of also this dud number of five and a half. That's what we were a couple of days ago. That's what we are now. Both teams coming in off the bye, so good opportunity here for both teams. With Utah kind of shaking up the Pac-12 race, beating USC, so it's gonna be a big game in the in the uh, in the conference, and can't wait to watch this one.
1: How much does the market really support home spots? I keep bringing up BYU and Oregon. Right, remember BYU beats Baylor. They go on the road. Oregon beats the crap out of them. Uh, I would think that maybe this is why like some spots were up to six. But where do you where would you expect this to close, Matt?
5: Yeah, I'm curious too. I mean, I, I think there's gonna kind of the same thing with TCU and uh, Kansas State. You're gonna get support for both for both sides here. So just kind to of see where the the kind of sharper money comes in on a game like this.
1: All right, now before we get you out of here, a couple others. First off, just generally your thoughts because I know you're a college football guy. Uh, what do you make with a team like Penn State coming off of a beatdown after a big spot like that, huh? Because you go to Michigan, you're a seven point underdog. Now you got to come back home against Minnesota, which continues to disappoint. Lost to Illinois, uh, five and a half, I think right now is the number. What do you make of the Nittany Lions?
5: Yeah, interesting game here. You know, it's really the ultimate sandwich spot for Penn State. You go to Michigan, get get Minnesota, who's not your division, then next week they play Ohio State in the whiteout game. So this could have been a real sleepy spot for Penn State. And unfortunately, Tanner Morgan from Minnesota got carred off the field I believe with a concussion, yes, possible mm-hmm. concussion yesterday, so we're going to have to wait to see his status. Tough number to make now. Uh, our look ahead was was five, we got to six. Kind of waiting, that's where we're sitting now, kind of waiting to get some more information about Tanner Morgan, but then yeah, you got to factor in Penn State. You just looked terrible against a, a team in Michigan there. Just I mean, I think first half, the first downs were 18 to 1. Got completely outgained. It was not a good performance by Penn State, so Kinda of a little bit, kinda of a little tough to assess both both these teams with the injury and then the poor performance by Penn State. So we're sitting at the six minus six for right now.
1: All right, Matt, we are up against it, but appreciate it as always, and we will talk to you next week. All right. All right, thanks, JBT. You got it, Matt Grill again over at DraftKings on the uh, what is it, the trading room floor, spot of action. You can hear it all behind him, the magic. All right, we have a lot to have. with have a couple more minutes left here before we get out of here. Uh, just looking around and. Um, pointing out some of what we've seen. I think one of the things that I'm very interested in is twofold. One, where that Oregon and UCLA game ends up going. Because if it gets to that full seven, you'd expect some buyback. Wouldn't expect that it gets to a full seven in favor of Oregon. Uh, but we've seen crazier things in the market. And Oregon, as we mentioned, has been pretty good at home. And going back to this uh, Kansas game, these Kansas totals have been really high. And they have been in some, some high-scoring affairs. Go back to that TCU matchup, too, where an in-game total reached about 94.5. Uh, they almost reached 100 in that game against Oklahoma. But I'm very interested to see if the market continues to build on some of these Kansas overs. Again, we've been bet up there from 60.5 to 63. Make sure you keep it here. It's, of course, Live Bet Sunday. That's going to roll on. And make sure you subscribe to the College Football Betting Podcast channel. It's a fantastic channel worth it, and a lot of great voices, including Atterberg, Tim Murray, Matt Humans, and more. Until then, we'll see you next weekend. Ben Wilson and the others take over from here.